You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony. Let's get cracking. My name, as I say, is Rick Clevel. With me tonight, I have two of Mystery's finest, most interesting, and most political writers. Um, sitting down to the far right, <laughs> inappropriately so, <laughs> given the nature of his books, is David Corbett. He worked for the San Francisco private investigation firm Paladino and Sutherland for 15 years. And he took part in the cases for the Lincoln Savings and Loan case, the DeLorean trial, the People's Temple trial. He's the author of the award-winning The Devil's Redhead, Done for a Dime, and Blood of Paradise. And his new novel is called Do They Know I'm Running? Thank you for joining me, David. Thanks, Rick, for having me. Also seated, I guess, uh, politically inappropriately to the right of me, <laughs> is Barry Eisler. He spent three years in a covert position with the CIA's Directorate of Operations. He worked as a technology lawyer and a startup executive in Silicon Valley and Japan. He's the author of the John Rain novels, including Rainfall, Hard Rain, Rainstorm, Killing Rain, The Last Assassin, and Requiem for an Assassin. He's also the author of the Ben Trevin novels. The first is Fault Line. His latest novel is called Inside Out. He's a political blogger on torture for the Huffington Post. Thank you for joining me, Barry. Thank you so much. Now, Thank you. I'd like to ask everybody here to please turn your cell phones on in case you get a better offer, and also to make sure so that the CIA-directed uh, eye in the sky can direct the uh, small uh, arms directly onto our location. I'm sure that uh, Barry can tell us all about that <laughs> as the show progresses. Now I'd like to ask, uh, David, would you, uh, why don't you read to us from uh, Do They Know I'm Running? All right. Um, this is the brief introduction to the book, and uh, just start right in on it. It was daybreak, and the rancher, standing at his kitchen window, watched two silhouettes stagger forward through the desert scrub. One clutched the other, but they both seemed hurt. The porch light, the rancher thought. That's the thing they've been walking toward all night. See it for miles all the way from the footpaths snaking through the mountains out of Mexico. Rooster lurched at the end of his chain, hackles up, that snarl in his bark, trying to warn the strangers off. They just kept coming. All right then, he thought, not like you wanted this. He set his coffee in the sink and went to the door leading out to the porch and collected the shotgun kept there, racked a shell into the chamber, and stepped outside. Streamers of winter cloud laced the sky, pale to the east, purplish dark to the west, a cold parsed wind keened in the telephone wires. The landscape bristled with nopal, ciguaro, choya. Black ancient ironwood cropped up here and there among the mesquite and Joshua trees. Before he could close the door behind him, his wife called his name. She eased forward unsteadily out of the hallway shadow, robes cinched tight. The gaunt face, once framed with steel gray hair pulled back and braided into a rope, now seemed all the more stark with her pallor and the stubbled baldness. The treatments were savaging her bone marrow, too. He wondered sometimes whether the cure wasn't worse than the disease, 
wondered as well whether he'd be anywhere near as brave when his time came. Where does the promise go when it leaves you, he wondered. He wished the years had made them calm and strong and wise, but here they were, her sick, him afraid, trying to protect each other, their stake owned free and clear, but now little more than a borderland throughway, shadows scurrying past the house at night, sometimes trying the door, shattering a window, hoping for shelter or water or food. Same problem everywhere, the Stanhope girl, raped last spring. Old woman Hobbs, robbed at knife point, truck stolen, the fridge ransacked and the house turned upside down for cash before the culprits scurried off, leaving her tied up in her garage. Enough, everybody said. Things are, only, things are only getting worse across the border. We'll form patrols. We'll make an example out of every goddamn tonk we catch. But there's more to enough than the saying of it. Too much terrain to patrol, and too many who still slip through to make an example mean anything. Ask the two lurching forward. The promise hadn't left them just yet. It was as simple as a steady light glowing at the foot of a mountain pass with the black desert floor beyond. He felt the pump gun's weight in his hands, a commensurate weight on his soul. It was that second burden that haunted him. They don't look too good, she told him, feeling her way forward, hand to the wall. He met her eyes. They do that sometimes. Is that how we think now? Not because we want to. Remember that part. He turned away and marched across the porch onto the hard pan, telling the dog to be still. The two figures, the one being dragged on closer inspection, appeared to be female, staggered past a line of choya with their huge bulbs of barbed spikes. God only knows what they suffered in the night, he thought. Sidewinders, rattlers, scorpions, thieves. But pity won't help. Pity's the problem. As they came within 20 yards, he saw it, stuffed into the man's pants, a pistol. It happened of its own accord then, shotgun raised, tight to the shoulder, barrel aimed straight at the armed man's midriff. Alto, tengo una escopeta. Esta es propiedad privada. It was half the Spanish he knew. Stop, I have a shotgun. This is private property. But he might as well have shouted it to the wind. The man just kept coming. One of the woman's arms hooked across his shoulder. The other hung limp at her side. Her steps were ragged. She looked barely conscious. The rancher felt his finger coil tighter around the trigger. I said, stop, Alto, damn it, won't say it again. Next thing I do is shoot. As though rousted from a terrible dream, the stranger glanced up, still shuffling his feet, dragging the woman. From behind, his wife said, he's barely more than a boy. Stay in the house. The guilt and fear, knowing she was right, knowing, too, that he was all that stood between them and her. It quickened into rage, and the impulse quivered down his arm into his hand. Then the young, half-dead stranger with the pistol called out in a dust-dry voice, his words a challenge and a plea and a cry of recognition all in one. Don't shoot. Help us, please. I'm an American. The rancher tucked the gun butt tighter into the clenched muscle and aching bone of his shoulder. Don't believe him, he told himself. Don't believe one damn word. It's amazing how, uh, it's amazing how pertinent this book has turned out to be. Prescient. 
Yeah, funny about that, isn't it? <laughs> uh, and and, and it, I did write it a couple years ago, but it was just something. I, I, the inspiration really was in 2007 when I was listening to the uh, immigration debate, which was basically just a, a slander fest against Latinos at, from my point of view. And when I would be listening to it or watching it on TV, particularly watching it on TV, and you'd watch the crawl at the bottom of the screen, and you'd see all the Latino names among the casualties in Iraq and Afghanistan. And that's where the inspiration for the book came from, uh, was that they're, you know, these families are making incredible sacrifices on our behalf. And they're being treated as though they're predators or parasites. And I just, there was something that just, just got my Irish up and uh, sometimes that's a good place to write from sometimes not but in this case I think it worked out okay you're listening to the agony column news report featuring interviews phone interviews reports from live book events and festivals and conversations with readers you can find additional news interviews book reviews and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony.